1: Hi, this is Rahul Reddy, today is, uh, April 13, the time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy and PC has been conducting conference call from past 10 years. So if you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, let our
2: team know that you're a newcomer. Naveen? Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Reddy, sir. Uh, so the question I have is, uh, actually, today is my first day. I'm joining this call, so thanks for uh, getting the opportunity. Uh, The question I have is uh, my priority date is uh, January 2012 and Mm -hmm. my downgrade application was filed in month of July 2021 along with I-140 which was uh, filed as an amendment and later on Mm -hmm. in the month of October of 2021 uh, we requested that i 140 to be withdrawn and we refiled uh, under EB2 and since Mm -hmm. then the application has been pending but they did not uh, withdraw the 485 application so am I supposed to do anything with that 485 because uh, we requested a withdrawal but they did not do but, that. But, but, but what
1: happened with the what happened with the I-140 withdrawal did they acknowledge
2: the withdrawal of the I-140? Yes yes they did.
3: Yeah it
2: doesn't matter what happens with the 485 they may deny it you don't care. Okay, yeah, because my EB2 has been pending since October 2021 and a lot of people are getting approved. So I'm wondering if this hanging application is the reason why my EB2 is not getting processed. The AOS application.
3: It's up to
1: you if you want to withdraw the application of 485 because I'm a bit confused because if sometimes what happens is when you withdraw one application, mm mm-hmm. A stupid USCIS. What they do is that you withdraw one, they they withdraw the other one. So I would not officially withdraw the first one because so if just, you accidentally
2: withdraw the second one, then it's going to be a problem for us. So you recommend that we just let it uh, sit there because they actually moved that from Nebraska to uh, National Benefit Center uh, in month That's of good. February. So now all of these applications are at NBC for last That's month. That's good. That's good. You're good then. Okay. I don't. Thank you, it. sir. Yeah.
1: Next person, you. please.
2: Srinivasan? Srinivasan?
3: Yeah, thank you. Uh, so my question is, my uh, my EB two period is July 2011 with my old employer, and my current employer is uh, is in the process of filing my uh, PWA is still under under processing. So my uh, what 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 did you said your prior date was? Uh, July 2011. Okay, so it became current in September, uh, Bulletin last year, right? So is it uh, is it only uh, I can only apply for my 485 only for one year, or it can I can I wait even after that one one year period?
1: Uh, one year is only with that company, though. If you want to file a 485 with a, another company, that one year limitation is not there for you. You can apply okay. after one year
3: also. Okay, so if I have to go to the previous employer, then I have to go before September 2022 to get there. They have HR. to
1: apply for H five within one year. You are right.
3: Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. That's my question. So, if I st- if I stick with my current employer, I I can go beyond the one year limit, right? You are absolutely right. Yeah, thank you. Next person, please.
4: Avinash. Yeah. Hi, Raul. This is Avinash. Quick question Um, is like I applied for my I-140 in premium processing and it was applied in February. Uh, I still didn't receive any receipt notice. It's almost two months now. Uh, Is there anything?
1: I-140 is two months? It's not two months. It's not taking two months. Did you check if the check has been cashed? Uh,
4: No, the checks have not been cashed. I've been in contact with the office as well.
1: Is it our office?
4: Yes, Nashin is working on it.
1: Can you drop an email to me? I will okay. take a look into it. Sure. And we have a different conference call for you to come on Wednesdays to ask these questions instead of being in the public, okay? But drop an email to me personally.
2: Sure, Rahul. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Babalu?
4: Hello, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, hi Rahul. Um, so I'm um, gonna talk about my status check. So um, this is my first call, excuse me. And uh, uh, I filed for I3 um, uh, green card when I was married to a US citizen on my F1 status.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: while the pro- process was uh, in, um, with USCS, I had my H one B approved too. So now um, we didn't go on through the interview. We had clashes, so I filed I three hundred and sixty later, and uh, I have filed all a uh, concurrent I four eighty five and I and uh, advance parole uh, along with those two. Mm-hmm. My advance parole is approved, and I three hundred and sixty I submitted the documents for that. But um, I'm confused uh, if if uh, uh, what is my current status? Is it uh, is it in, uh, recognized as a H1B or like uh, what is my status? Are you are you working as a H1B person right now? Yeah, yeah. You're still H1B though. If you use the EAD and AP, then you're married to that application. And under yeah, your um, conditions, I would not. No, nah, I never used my EAD. I just uh, keep on uh, sticking with my same employer. And yeah. my so you, you are you are an H1B. You're good. Yeah. And uh, you one can... more thing. Uh, um, if I go to India, I, can I go ahead and uh, get my stamping done or it will be a violation again?
1: You can technically get the stamping done too. But I would like to look into your I-360 application to see what are the chances for it. Yeah. Because they will always look into it if there is any fraudulent application filed.
4: Yeah, uh, I did my filing by myself. Uh, I didn't do any fancy stuff. I uh, gave all the documents which I had originally. Yeah, so but I have it reviewed
1: by a lawyer before I go for stamping.
4: Yeah. Uh, you, do you provide any assistance for I-360 cases mm, too? No, I would recommend Sunita Kapoor.
1: Sunita Kapoor? I will give link. Yeah. Can you okay. place that in the chat? I will, I will give it in the chat, the website. Next person, please. Thank you.
6: Anant.
7: Hey Rahul, thank you for taking my call. I'm Alok here. Uh, Rahul, my question is like you know, I have got my I one forty in EB two with the priority date of September nine two thousand thirteen, and in this visa bullet, in my final date it came to September one two thousand thirty. So I'm just eight days behind. Mm-hmm. My old employer has already filed my downgrade applications in EB three like Mm -hmm. maybe like six months back and now I'm requesting him to file in EB2 and he's just advising me to wait for the next visa bulletin when your date would be current because by that time I would be his employee like I'm planning to join them back so he's Mm -hmm. saying when you are on on our payroll then it would be easy to get your 485 done you know so I just thought whether I should apply now or I should wait for the next visa bulletin uh, what, what, what's your priority
1: date? You said exactly
7: September nine two thousand
2: thirteen. And, and you and my, never
1: filed the four eight
7: five. No, it was downgraded. So my old employer has already filed my downgrade to EB three in October twenty twenty one. That's almost six so you, months. Your question. Your question is now what? So my question is like you know that. Uh, because my EB2 priority date is now my EB2, yes, filing, EB2 date filing date is current right now. Okay. Yes. Yes. So what's your question now? So my question is, I'm asking my employer to file my 485 again in EB2. And he, because
1: EB2 and is he's telling, number. he's telling that um, he's telling that. So what is his answer?
7: He's saying like, you know, I look uh, better to wait for the next visa bulletin. When your final action date would be current. And at that time, if we file, your daughter's age would be locked because my daughter is
1: turning 21 in November 22. Okay, that's right. But you can still file a 485 right now also. Yeah,
7: but he's saying if you are on our parole, then you know, like you don't have to well, file. So you're
1: just giving a statement. You are at his mercy. There's nothing else you can do.
7: Okay, so I can okay. move forward. Okay. I can go ahead and, and file it. Right? I can request them to file now.
1: Yeah. If I were you, I would file it. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Next person, please. Can you give me the co-host, uh, uh, Gayatri?
2: You're already a co-host, Rahul.
1: Well, for some reason I can't say, but go ahead.
2: Can you please check now?
8: Go ahead. Can you hear me? Now it's there.
2: Yes, yes go ahead.
9: Akshay. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, now, quick question. Uh, can explain, like, what is the difference between the final action date and date of filing? Um, I uh, have my priority date of 30th September 2013, um, and I changed my company after I got my uh, I-140 approved. So my new company has my PERM approved. They haven't applied for my I-140. So just kind of wanted to understand that, um, you know, the final action date is 1st September 2013. The Date of filing, um, I'm current in that. No, so, w- w-
1: w- what is your, so you can file in this month though, in April. So, you it's very hard to explain what a final action date and filing dates in one to two minutes, it'll take about 10 to 15 minutes for me to do it, and this is not a right thing though. But what you can file the 485 right now, you should file since the firm is approved.
10: Got but, it. Should I-
1: Better strategy is to wait until probably this weekend to see if your priority date is current in October, uh, in May or not. Because some days the USCIS will accept the filing dates. Some dates they will not be accepting the filing dates, though. Um, in the month of April, they're accepting the filing dates. We don't know whether they're going to accept the filing dates or final action dates in the month of May. So if they're accepting the filing dates in May, I would file an I-140, get an I-140 approval, then, they, then file the 485. for you. The reason is that if you file I-140 and 485, they will send it to Texas or Nebraska, and then it'll take a long time for you to get that to the National Benefit
9: Center. You got it? Yeah. yeah. So uh, better to just file I-140 in premium process?
1: Absolutely. It is better to do in premium process, yes.
9: Um, and then, if I get that, then apply for fortify. Thanks, Rahul, for that. So, you you recommend not to concurrently file both of them? No, I would not recommend. Next person, please. And uh, Rahul, I also had applied under EB one, got denied three years ago. So, d- does that impact my application anyway? Like,
11: do I have no? To it does not. No, it my... does not impact. I should have mentioned.
1: It does not impact. <laughs> Guys, I would like yeah. you guys not to uh, refrain commenting on other people. You never know what if, what if his spouse has a COVID, what if he has a COVID, okay? What if he's not in the, uh, what, what if he's not somewhere else? Please don't negatively comment on somebody else, please. Next person.
9: Anil. Yeah. Hi, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Uh, <clears> opportunity. <throat> myself, I'm on H1. I'm going to stamping on May 6th and my uh, uh, my two children are uh, H4 under me under my H1, so they have on July 13th. So my wife is my just question is that will the uh, uh, consulate will allow for stamping for my kids because they're under father H1. Mother is working on different H1, but she got the appointment slot after a week of kids. The kids wait, wait. are with my H1
1: so previously the kids were with your mother mother's one now you're applying for your no, h4 no
9: no 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 actually uh, <clears throat> all of all the three wife's kids are with me only recently last year wife got h1 she's first time going for stamping kids are with me only from the beginning maybe from
1: five okay so so you're all going for dropbox right now
9: no actually my daughter is at 17 plus the recommended consulate of interview and okay. my my son is at thirteen plus. Since uh, uh, they recommended both to go for stamping, so because one drop Dropbox. So, box, so not no. What's the
1: your question? So so what's the question? My question is,
9: is that, that without mother father gets stamped visa and um, will kids we are are eligible to go for interview without a mother uh, getting the passport stamping since a mother's passport yeah, yeah, stamping yes. is not done.
1: Is is the H4, can it be stamped when the H1 is not stamped? The answer is yes, it can be.
9: H4 is stamped, H1 is not stamped for her. Right,
1: H1 is not stamped. Can the dependence of the H1 go when the main applicant's H1B is not stamped? Is that the question?
9: The question is that will the kids are eligible to go for stamping with father stamping, with father passport stamped? Consulate. Father
1: has nothing to do with the kids. The kids are going on their own. Okay. They've made their own, they, reason the, they paid their own fees. Correct. So they are the dependent of the mom
9: or dad on the H4. On the H4, they are now dependent on father.
1: So you are going for H1, your kids are going for H4. Yes. Yeah, they can get the stamping. Absolutely.
9: Okay. Um, I heard that for Dropbox, both uh, parents, father and mother should get stamped. Oh,
1: I know the, what you're speaking the... about. Okay, that's different though. That's mm-hmm. nothing to do with immigration. They sometimes doubt whether you are actually kidnapping your own uh, children. Though Sometimes there is a dispute between wife and husband. So they have a doubt. You can have a, your wife sign a document saying that my husband has authorization of custody of my
9: children. But but, but my, my wife is going along with the kids for the stamping in consulate. She's accompanying them. But still I need to give that authorization. Uh,
1: she's going, you said you were going for stamping.
9: No, no, no. May 6th, my stamping is, is there, sir, Dropbox. And kids drop uh, consulate interviews on July 13th. It is accompanied by my wife is taking them. And my wife got on July 10th, the 20th, so a week after. So this is the scenario. Uh, and whose H1B they are using? They are using my H1B only. They are with under me. Yeah, there will people.
1: not be any problem. You're fine. Okay. They're fine together. Okay. Next person, please. Next person,
8: please. Lucky. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, so I have a priority date of uh, June 2014, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, my application is already down uh, downgraded back in October 2020, um, and I already have the EAD. The question is, uh, in, like you already know, and most of uh, the folks might have asked this question, um, th- since the dates are moving in EB2, um, If I were to file another uh, EB2 application, I mean, uh, not that I'm planning to, but if I were to uh, file one and... For it file. you mean to say file for it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, in EB2, uh, a new 485 in EB2 uh, without doing an interfile. And uh, uh, after six months, if I were to move to a new employer, Mm -hmm. would the new employer uh, be able to uh, sign on both I-485Js for EB2 and EB3 or... I can only take yeah. one of those. Both.
10: You can do it. I both. can take
8: both. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was the question, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. For your time. Thank you.
6: Krishna. Yeah. Hi. Uh hello Rahul. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question about birth affidavits, uh while mm-hmm. filing I-485. Mm-hmm. So Effidavit, we don't have a birth certificate, so we made, uh, you know, translation. I have a birth certificate in Hindi, so I got it certified, translated, and I have an affidavit of my parents. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. You said you don't have a birth certificate and you're saying birth certificate is in Hindi.
6: Sorry, my husband doesn't have a birth certificate. I have a Hindi birth certificate. Okay,
1: first let's go, one at a time.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, my question is simple. If I have to get birth affidavits from my parents, can I make one joint affidavit and have both of them sign it, or mother has to sign her own affidavit and father has to sign his own affidavit, like two affidavits? Father and
1: mother have to sign two separate affidavits.
6: A joint affidavit is not uh, allowed.
1: It's it's not recommended, ma'am.
6: But can I file it for now because my priority date is October, twenty fourteen in EB two, and I mean, I don't know for what reason I made it that way, but I'm trying. But can I just put you my application?
1: You, you can do one thing. It doesn't have to come from your parents, ma'am. You can have your cousins sign an affidavit for you. Okay. How long does it take for you to get an affidavit? It takes one day. I'm yeah. a lawyer in India too.
6: Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: Okay. It, it, takes, it takes just one hour. They just have to go there and sign it and they, they give it in the notary.
6: Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's
1: all. Next person, please.
6: Anil? Anil?
12: Yep, Uh, hey. Uh, Hey Rahul. Uh, Yeah, this is my first call and thank you for taking the question. So my my current priority date is uh, June 2013. Uh, I'm currently filing for my, I'm in the process of applying for my I 140 because I moved to employer. My wife, she has a petition, uh, I 145 petition in EV3, uh, and her priority date is May 24. May what? May 2014.
0: Mm-hmm.
12: And yours is what? Sorry? Yours is what? Yeah, my priority date is June 2013. Okay. But I don't yet have a 140. I'm, I switched employers, so my 140 is currently under processing. So when I check with my, so when I when I ch- speak with my law firm, yes,
1: I-140 is in processing or your firm is in processing? I-140 is in processing. So you, you both guys didn't file the 485?
12: Yeah. Uh, so the currently my 485 is filed with my wife as the primary, and I am the, you know, I'm the derivative applicant. On the four hundred and eighty-five application, mm-hmm. uh, given my priority date is current, can I mm-hmm. file for? Uh, I mean, once once I get an approved one hundred and forty, can I
1: file for? Uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you call that? Uh, the interfiling No, we do not recommend you do interfile file. If you want, you can refile the four hundred and eighty-five, but not inter-file.
12: Okay, so I'll have to refile the
1: 485 with my wife as the dependent. You candidate. as a main, you as a main, and your okay. wife as a dependent. Okay. Okay.
10: Okay, then. Next person, please. Lokesh. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, my question is about H4 extinction. I'm on H1B uh, and my spouse is on H4. Uh, her current H-4 visa on her passport will expire in August this year. Recently, I got my H-1B extension, and mm-hmm. we did not apply for H-4 extension because she's outside the country when I applied for my extension. Mm-hmm. Now, when she came back into US, she showed my approved, newly approved h one ext- approval form, and she got her I-94 extended till 2025. Given her mm-hmm. I-94 extended, but not her H-4. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to apply for H4 EAD extension, do we still need to apply for H4 extension?
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just show the identity for and apply for the EAD extension.
10: Okay. Thank you very much. And, she,
1: and she's authorized to work for six months after the EAD expires. You know the rules, right?
10: Yeah. I uh, have a follow-up question. Uh, my Her original EAD application was never approved. It's still pending. Even though... Ah, that... damn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. That doesn't apply for you
10: next assuming we, assuming we get like one month of h4 ead are we still eligible for that six months
1: yes if you get it
10: okay <laughs> thank you okay thank you then vijay
11: yeah thank you thanks for the call uh, thank you rahul my case uh, actually my wife me and my wife We both are uh, AOS status, green card, uh, you know, EAD, advanced parole. When my wife entered U.S., she showed the, you know, advanced parole. So her her status is AOS. So now that uh, advanced parole is expiring in uh, April 26th, now we have an extension already, uh, but that's not approved. And we have a travel plans in the first week of May. My attorney was saying, if we travel, you know, we have to travel, you know, she has to travel before the expiration of uh, um, advanced parole. If we travel after the expiration of advanced parole, then... How is she planning to come uh, for, back though? We have a H, H4, H4 and H1. We have a visa appointment scheduled. We have H4 and H1 appointments. So we will come back on H H uh, one and H H uh, four. Basically, okay, me and my go, wife. Keep going with your question. Yeah. So thing is, uh, if we travel after the expiration date, will the four eighty five will be ab- abandoned? What? What no. is there any impact? To the the answer is no. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And another another follow up question. The reason I people not, will get confused is that if it is
1: not a H1, B, or L1 visa, if it's A, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, in H also there is H2s, H3s, uh, and there are a lot of other visas, then it's considered that your 485 is abundant. But if in the H1 and H4 you're
11: coming back, it's not abundant, you're good. Next question, please. Another question question is uh, when I in the I9 for my current employer, whoever filed 485, my current employer, I9 extension, I gave my EAD card. Even though I have a H1, I asked them to you, use, I, I used EAD. So what is is H1 or EAD? Green card. I mean EOS
1: So in the I9, you, you have a H1B right now, sir, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, you are an H1B, you're not
11: an EAD. Okay. Oh. That, I can't. That, yeah, you're, you're an
1: Next person, please. I'm getting distance from your phone. Oh, Kiran?
11: Thank you.
5: Um, Hi, hey Rahul. Thanks for uh, taking time. So, I have a quick question. So, I mean, my uh, EB2 priority date is in August uh, 2013. Um, so, based on uh, the um, date of filing chart, we filed for uh, I 485. Um, when? Last month. So it went to NBC, Um, we had earlier, uh, we earlier had a- So this August
1: 2013 is, I'm assuming EB2. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
5: EB2. EB2, August 2013 uh, had already approved I-140. So it landed in NBC uh, when we applied for I-485 last month. Um, So now I need to uh, apply for my H-1B extension. Um, So now it's current uh, in May. uh, final action final action date chart so my attorney is saying like all I'll get is like all I can request for is like one year H1 extension that is and, right he's right he's right um, but if we could get it approved uh, H1 be approved before end of this month can I not like request for three years
1: your, your final action date is current is right but it's May actually May 1st from May 1st oh okay I got the point so what you're telling is that the final action date is current from May 1st, not in April. Yeah, so you can apply for three years right now.
5: You can apply for three years. Okay.
1: One, one, one quick question.
5: So one more question. So my, um, my, and my wife's biometric appointment is on 25th this month. Um, my wife has to uh, go to India, visit India. Um, can she go after the biometrics? Um, no.
1: Don't risk postpone the trip. Okay, when would be safe to like go? I mean, after getting AP, EAD? No, she can go after biometrics.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's she what, like after to. biometrics, that should be okay, right?
1: But she's going to go the on the biometrics date, is right? No, 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 after biometrics, she can leave the country, right? After biometrics, she can leave the country, yes. Absolutely okay. no problem with it. Okay, thank you. Thanks I, th- I thought she's going to leave and come back again. She oh, won't no go for biometrics. Okay, good, good. After doing the biometrics, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Thanks, she's Dr. fine.
12: Thank you. Next person, please. Ramu? Hi, Rahul. Uh, uh, Thanks for taking this call. Actually, so I have a question. So I'm currently out of... Um, just uh,
1: before you go, Ramu. Um, guys, there are a lot of people waiting. I have some time. If you can put the in the chat any questions. If the questions are like three, four line questions and I can answer in one, two lines, I would like to. So please put those questions out there in the chat. Ramu, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you.
12: So I'm currently out of uh, uh, US and in Canada and my H-1B is due for renewal in September this year, actually. So I'm just wondering whether my employer can file for an extension even um, when I'm out of uh, US presently. And also if I can apply, my wife has H-4EAD as well. So can we do both
1: filing like H-1B extension? No, they cannot file the H-4 when you're outside the country. They can file the H-1 when you're outside the country.
12: Okay, so, and then I have to use that uh, uh, form for like, uh, to to get like visa, like stamped or? Yeah, yeah,
1: you have to go for visa stamping to come back into the country. Okay, thank you. you. I'll try to go to the questions. Any chance EB2 might be reaching 2016, that depends on, on how many applications they're going to adjudicate. The questions should be less than three to four lines, guys. Uh, uh, I'm sending you, a. people are asking questions with regards to not wasting the green card applications, guys. I, we would like everybody to answer these questions, uh, everybody to write letters so that green cards are not wasted, though. So especially in our Tuesdays, we only take the people who have written letters uh, so that green card numbers are not wasted. Uh, I don't know. Some lawyers are telling refiling is not allowed. I don't know where they are coming with it. Uh, Absolutely, that is a crappy statement. Refilings are getting more approval. Do we strongly recommend refiling? We don't, but nothing illegal in it. And we have had a lot of approvals, nothing wrong with it. Uh, You can accept a full-time job on on the CPT if... uh, if your university is okay, which normally they are, on the CPT you can. Uh, Have you received any refile approvals? Yes, we did. We did receive uh, refile applications approved. Please don't keep on asking about predicting the dates, guys, uh, uh, prior to dates. I've wrong so many times. I uh, Zoom user have uh, traffic tickets less than $100, no DUI or accidents. You do not have to mention that in the 485. Don't mention it. It's going to confuse you. If you have DUI, definitely you have to mention it. But traffic tickets less than 500 you don't have to mention it. Even though you may have mentioned before, you don't have to mention it right now. Is it allowed to, EAD is pending, standalone EAD is pending. You want to go for a valid stamping at Rich 4, absolutely not a problem. You can go and come back now. Um, If the I-140 has been withdrawn after six years, can I still use the old label to get approved again? Uh, I don't know what the question, what approval are we speaking about? You can get the H-1B extension if that's the question because your I-140 has been withdrawn after six years. So you can extend the H-1B. I don't see any problem in it. Uh, Sri, you have to watch the video that I gave it for refiling and interfiling. And that's 15 minute video that you need to watch. You're right. Eight two four four. If the if the if you don't get the green card, uh, the numbers will be wasted. That's the reason why we want everybody to write letters. Akshay, it's a good question. What's the disadvantage of filing concurrent I one fourteen four eight five? The major disadvantage actually is that both applications are going to go into Texas Service Center, Nebraska Service Center. And they are very delayed. In fact, now they're not going to get the 480 application. It may take a long time for your application to be approved. That's the reason getting an I-140 approval is in your best interest. If you change within fifty mile radius, I'm assuming it will come under the same MSA and drivable distance, you are fine. You don't have to do anything. Are cases moving to field offices from uh, NBC? Yes, a lot of them. You, Sid, you can quit PhD after you got the H one B approval. You don't have to continue with the phd, it won't cause any negative effect. Soumya, yes, you can still use advanced parole and once you come back, you're fine with the H1P. We don't know how it's going to work out if you want to refile the 4.8 application, but if you just want to extend the H1B, we don't see that as a problem. We don't see interfiling for 85J's approvals, though. Yes, AVR from Canada is considered as the last entry for the Section 245K. You're right, Ravi. That is right. That's exactly, you're exactly right. So all sins will be washed away. EB2 move dates to December. Yes. Data filing chart. Can I apply? My PD is December 1st, 2014. No. Yes, you are screwed up, buddy. I'm sorry, but it's, it's the day before that. On that day, it's not accepted. Oh, my goodness. That is so bad. Even after USC is saying they will use all visas, recess- They said it before. Then they said they are going to use significant number. So the same thing what happened last year is getting repeated here though. So be careful on what they are saying if you will trust them. I don't trust them. Prior to is current employer is requesting for three years. Well, you know, they may grant it. Who knows? Uh, But I normally would not like to do it. After uh, after uh, after uh, uh, automatic revalidation, yes, you get a new I ninety four. Srinath, I don't know what you mean by I ninety four got messed up. If you have a shortened I ninety four, you may want to contact a lawyer. Uh, Radhika, I don't know which interfiling 180 days you should start counting. I don't know where they came with this 180 day rule. So it's going to be a tough call to see which 485, uh, which one they would use for 180 days if they start implementing it. Shall I start a new EB2 form if my EB3 are so that both have running parallel? Yes, Mr. Shaifuddin, I would do it because I would like to have both the options. Uh, uh, no, Bhaskar, if you, if you travel while the H-1B transfer, change of status is pending, the change of status will be denied, your H-1B will be approved. In other words, either you have to go for stamping again, or once you come back, you have to refile the H-1B again with the same company. If you refile AOS and EB2 use EAD, if you refile EB2 and you use EAD and AP, will you be stuck in EB3? We don't know the answer. I'm just predicting it's going to be 10% of the chance you may get stuck with EB3. Prior to date is June 2021. Will I get my GC this year? God knows. It, you know They don't go first in, first come, first out basis. They don't go by any lines, guys, that we can predict. What happens if we go India for my H-1B stamping while my H-1B amendment is in progress? They may not approve it. They may issue an RFE. They may issue, uh, they may issue 221G. Uh, I wouldn't recommend though. Why can't you just get the premium processing? That would be better. Naveen, it's up to you if you want to refile the 485 as as reversing the primary applicant, Though it's up to you. I mean, that's your option that you need to pick. Will you be willing to spend that much money? But we definitely do not recommend interfiling to switch the uh, dependent to the main, main to the dependent. We definitely don't recommend it. When EB3 guys are getting GCs in EB2 quota, why EB3 is not moving at all? Good question though. Um, one thing is that uh, three is what we are looking at right now is that um, the excess amount of green cards that are available in EB1 falls into EB2 though. So they have extra extra green cards in EB2. That's one reason. Second thing is that we haven't we have done the interfiling. We never, we didn't, we're not getting the approvals in the interfiling though. And the filings that we did, especially for companies like Cognizant who didn't file the 485 before, we filed in October of 2021. They are getting approval, but the rate is still not enough though. So that's the reason why I can predict EB3 is not moving. Um, not many people were there in EB2 line. Uh, So even though they're telling, they're going to approve it, well, they're not acting on it. I don't know, Radhika, what you're speaking about, what you're speaking about two H-1B approvals. No, it's not 270K goes to the EB1 though. It is proportionally divided into three. Actually, there are many categories. Uh, three is EB, EB1, EB2, EB3, there's also EB4, EB5 also. Uh, but for um, uh, for EB1, EB2 and EB3, you get almost like uh, a most of them will go to EB1. The one that is not used in EB2 though, let's say for example, 80,000 is in EB2, EB1. If only 40,000 are used there, the rest of the 40,000 will come to EB2. They will not go to EB3. So, EB2 will have 120,000. EB3 will have only 80,000 straight. Good question, 8244. Your question is I mean, they have to look into the application. I 140 is approved. Biometrics have been done. Uh, final action date is current why not as well adjudicate the applications of sending it to npc i can't get it FYI, i 146 states about but case status is USAS is showing it just received only we have to go with FYI also. foa is more correct than online status thank you guys for coming the next conference call will be tomorrow at eleven thirty, 30. Sorry, we couldn't attend all the people.
0: Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman daily podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information. Or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.